Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, what a busy Tuesday it was in the NFL. We've got plenty to talk about, including head coach Josh McDaniels, including Brian Flores suing the NFL, Jim Harbaugh making his return to the NFL. There's a lot of things to get to, including why I'm so proud to be a Raider fan, part of Raider Nation, and of course, your calls and texts are all coming up on today's show. It's the Locked On Raiders podcast for Wednesday, February 2nd, 2022. Let's get it. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders, win. part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Just win. your team Just every win. day. Just win. You're win as a Raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you around and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Off Top Raider Nation, I'd like to thank you for making the Locked On Raiders podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the show free and available on all platforms, as many of you do. Again, like I update you every couple months, record numbers of downloads each and every month. I mean, it just continues to grow and grow and grow, and it's incredible that it's February right now. We're still putting up record numbers, so shout out to Raider Nation for all the support here on the show. Uh, got a lot to get to, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. Off Top, man, kind of want to dedicate this show to Max Crosby's grandfather, and no, I don't know him but I saw on Twitter Max Crosby put out a tweet saying my grandpa was a living legend a veteran hard worker leader and one of my favorite people on this planet can't believe I won't be able to call you after games anymore and talk about everything that went down my heart is broken right now rest in peace Ronald Lee Crosby that's from Max Crosby so prayers out to the Crosby family as obviously they had a very significant loss in the family. Uh, Also wanted to pass along some news that I heard on uh, NFL Network. Saw this floating around Twitter as well. David Carr, who a lot of time talks for Derek Carr, but he won't say that he's actually talking for Derek Carr. Well, he was on NFL Network with Willie McGinnis, one of my favorite guys to talk to. I mean, he's really good at breaking down the game. Also, MJ Acosta, who used to cover the Raiders like a glove. She covered the Raiders and the 49ers. Anyway, they were on NFL Total Access, and Willie McGinnis brought up the new coach with the Raiders, and David Carr started gushing about Josh McDaniels and and also the relationship already forming between him and his brother, Derek Carr. They do have a new coach, and I think it's do great. They? I think it's great for everybody involved. Because if you think about it schematically, it makes sense. Um, Josh is gonna ask his quarterback to be able to get to every play possible in the entire world, and Derek's capable of doing that. And in fact, he's run a system like that with John Gruden. So from a scheme standpoint, it makes sense. From a player standpoint, it makes sense also. If you think about it, when the Patriots are really rolling, okay, you think about your friend Gronk, okay? Darren Waller, right? right? Julian Edelman, Hunter Jacobs. Renfro, right? Josh Jacobs. Gotta have a run football, game. Right, so I think that with Josh, when he looked at this, this setup here that they have in Las Vegas, a team that's already a playoff team, he says, this is, this is ready-made. I just gotta come in here, tighten the screws a little bit, maybe add a couple pieces. I like this a lot because this also, for me, this means that Mark Davis is serious. Right. This means that he's going to go find what he needs to find to get this team over the hump because they're there. This team, you don't have a lot of shots at this thing in the NFL. You have a window. If you have a Super Bowl window, which is where the Raiders are closing into, you got to add some pieces to be able to give them a chance to be there. And I love, I love that move. You had to have that relationship and that understanding going in for Josh to want to take that job exactly as right. well. And the other good thing is he's been a head coach before, so he understands the do's and the don'ts. Yep, and that he's probably learned. How, how does Derek like it? Is he excited? He loves it. He, okay. he loves Josh's system. He's been a big fan of what Josh McDaniels right. has done for a long time. And the Patriot way, it's 
it's it's Patriot West. They just moved out a little bit. So let's, let's see what happens. <laughs> so there was David Carr on NFL Total Access on NFL Network talking about Josh McDaniels, Derek Carr, what they're doing right now, trying to work on things, getting things together, and also mentioned that he's been paying attention to what Josh McDaniels has been doing for quite a while. So it sounds like he may have had some input on the hire. I don't know that for a matter of fact, but it sounds like he's very pleased with the hire. And then my guy, Jordan Schultz, who I actually had on my show, Raider Nation Radio 920, on Monday. I had him on uh, around 2.30 after about 25 minutes of hearing the, the press conference for Ziegler and for McDaniels. Uh, he put out a tweet saying, you'll like this, Raider fans. I'm told Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr have already begun dialing up ideas for next season. McDaniels wants to deploy Carr's input and knowledge of his team's personnel, all to empower his quarterback, a quarterback he wants to win with. So I don't bring this to the table to say I told you so because that's not how I roll, but I will say this. That's all that we've been asking for, right? How many times have people called the podcast? How many times have you sat there and watched the game and said, Gruden, you got to trust Carr. Let him go ahead and let it rip. Let him be more involved. You know, don't have him on such a leash. It sounds like, and again, this is just sounds like it's only February. We've got to see it actually go ahead and happen and take shape and take form. But it sounds like Josh McDaniels wants Derek Carr to be heavily involved in the day-to-day game plan. And if that's the case, I think that we as fans are going to be in for some good stuff. So I uh, just wanted to pass those two pieces of news and little sound along for you. I thought that that was uh, a really good thing. Also, I had Ari Mayrov on from Pro Football Focus. He was on Radio Nation Radio 920 on Tuesday. And I asked him straight up, what is he hearing? Because he's very dialed in with the NFL. What is he hearing about the hiring of Josh McDaniels from like NFL people across the league, buddies of his that he hangs out with? You know, I think a lot of people were, were a little surprised that it finally came to the point where Josh took a head coach position because this is a guy, of course, who was a head coach in Denver and it just was just terrible. And it was good to see him kind of open up a little bit and talk about those times and admit what went wrong during his time in Denver during that press conference. But I think a lot of people feel like Josh is finally ready. Like, Josh is ready. He's been waiting for the right opportunity, for the right place, a place where he could bring his own people I think they're going to make a couple of a few more strong hires in the personnel department as well in the coaching staff, which should come out here in the coming days. I think people feel like it's finally gotten to the point where, you know, Josh is ready. He, he knows how to treat people the right way. He knows how to connect everybody together. Not what he was in Denver. And people believe, you know, Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels are very close. They go way back, as you heard Mark Davis talk about during that press conference. And they believe this is the right duo. And they're going to bring all the right people into that building. And the other thing is, it does sound like Josh really loves Derek Carr, which I think is another part of this, which is, you know, Josh always wanted to make sure wherever he ends up going, he has a quarterback that he wants to be with. And it sounds like he really does like Derek Carr. I'm sure he loves Hunter Renfro, the right. type of player you know that a New England team would wish to have. So I think looking at that offense currently, he has a bunch of pieces there that he would love to, to be around, and he's going to take over. And I think he learned from his mistakes in Denver, and he's taken 10-plus years to get back to this point, rejected a bunch of interviews, rejected a bunch of other potential opportunities to come to this destination right here in Las Vegas with a bunch of other people that he knows. So that was Ari Mayrov right there from Pro Football Focus talking about McDaniels and uh, just what a lot of folks across the league are thinking about his hire in Las Vegas. And the thing about it is it's so funny. Uh, most of the time, the national media, and I'm not saying just because the national media is behind this hire, uh, most of the time the national media is poo-pooing on everything that the Raiders do. This time they're giving the Raiders a lot of love for being able to get McDaniels to make the move from New England to join the team and bring Ziegler with them and think that it's going to be really positive. And it's so funny because Raider Nation, and I get it, you know, you're kind of so uh, used to not having nice things that you kind of are like very... 
uh, cautious about getting excited about this. But uh, again, man, I just I want to bring as much to the table as far as people talking about this hire and what he can bring to the table and what Ziegler can bring to the table because I want you to have as much information as possible. That's the one thing I think about this, and that's what I've been trying to do the whole time, even with the coaching search, not even just McDaniels, with everyone along this coaching search and GM search, wanted to try to dig and get as much information as possible so we know exactly what's going on because I'll tell you, some of this I'm learning for the first time as well, and I think it's really good to have as much knowledge about these guys as possible. So that's why I try to continue to bring as much good stuff uh, and bad stuff. If it's bad, I'll bring some bad stuff to the table. Whatever I'm, I'm hearing, whatever I think is something that, that would be interesting to you, I want to make sure I bring to the table. So that's the latest and the greatest when it comes to Josh McDaniels. Now, one guy that a lot of Raider Nation was very excited about and wanted to be the head coach of the Silver and Black is one Jim Harbaugh. And it's funny, I've been on this show. I've been on Raider Nation Radio. I've been on any kind of podcast I could be on, any other guest host on the show. And I've said Jim Harbaugh is going to be a Michigan guy, Michigan guy, Michigan guy. He ain't going nowhere. Well, Raider Nation looks like I was wrong. (laughs) It really looks like I was wrong. Looks like he's going to be the next head coach in Minnesota. And who knows, by the time you're listening to this, maybe he's already the head coach of Minnesota. And I'll say this. I think that this is pretty foul. Now, there was a report that came out on Tuesday uh, from a guy who actually covers Michigan for the Wolverine, Chris Ballas. And he said, Jim Harbaugh plans to sign with the Minnesota Vikings. What I think is foul about this is, Raider Nation, it is February 2nd, 2022, right? It is the first Wednesday in February. What does that mean every single year? Well, anyone who's been in college and has been a college athlete knows this is National Signing Day. This used to be the first National Signing Day. Now they have two National Signing Days. They have the early period in December, and today is the second one now. So a lot of guys already signed their National Letter of Intent. But can you imagine your head coach, if you're a Michigan Wolverine, if you're someone who's committed to the University of Michigan, your head coach is interviewing with the NFL team the night before the National Signing Day? Like, how disrespectful is that? This dude has been sitting in your living room talking about him wanting you to go to the University of Michigan and play football for him. And the night before the National Signing Day, when you're supposed to be signing your letter of intent and sending it over to Michigan to Jim Harbaugh, who's going to make a big to-do about it. There's going to be all kinds of specials all over ESPN, all over Fox Sports. There'll be all kinds of specials all day long today. And he's interviewing with Minnesota? Man, that's the most disrespectful thing. And I'm not trying to poo-poo on Jim Harbaugh because he's not the head coach of the Raiders. I really am not because I never thought he was going to be. But I just think that that's foul. As a dad, as a guy who has a college athlete, who, by the way, I got to see uh, play uh, his game on uh, on Tuesday night and his team lost, but he played a heck of a game. But that's a side note. But what I'll say, man, is like I couldn't imagine – Little Q, all of a sudden, ready to commit to a school, and all of a sudden, we look up, and the head coach he's about to commit to is trying to coach in the pros. You know what I mean? Like, that, I would be so angry as a young man trying to make that decision, and that's the position he's put all these guys at the University of Michigan in. That is not cool at all. So I don't know what they're going to do. I'm sure some of them are going to decide to not sign their national letter of intent. They're probably going to go elsewhere. But man, that's just, that is foul. And uh, from being in Central Texas for as long as I was, National Signing Day is such a huge day. I mean, this was almost a holiday for us. And it's funny because the Super Bowl has been pushed back, but it was always the Wednesday of Super Bowl when we were at Radio Row. And as much as we're there for the NFL, it almost like came to a stop on the Wednesday of being on Radio Row because National Signing Day was such a big deal. We've got to have that covered like a glove. And so uh, I just feel bad for the guys that are about to commit to Michigan and sign their National Letter of Intent. And maybe some of them are going to go not for Jim Harbaugh, but just to see your head coach in Minnesota interviewing for a job that most likely he's going to get the night before you send in your Letter of Intent, that's foul.
It's just fouls as far as I'm concerned. But that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, kind of news and notes of the day. Coming up in segment number two, Brian Flores is suing the NFL and a few other teams across the league. I'll tell you why, and I'll also tell you how proud I am to be a member of Raider Nation and why I don't have to worry about the Raiders being sued for some foolishness that is going on in the league right now. I'll do that after I tell you about betonline.net. And I know the Super Bowl is coming up in less than two weeks, and that's the end of the football season for a handful of months until we get everything started again the Super Bowl is a great time to get your gamble on but the Super Bowl and the NFL is not all that you can get your gamble on and betonline.net it's your number one spot for all sports I'm talking college and pro basketball hockey boxing UFC and more any kind of sport you can imagine betonline.net has you covered go to the website right now on your laptop or your mobile device sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit all you gotta do is use the promo code locked on it's all one word it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to jump into the conversation about Brian Flores, former Miami Dolphins head football coach, why he is suing the NFL, the Giants, the Dolphins, and the Broncos. And uh, I'll tell you right now, Raider Nation, it's one of these days and these kind of topics and conversations on why I'm so proud to be a member of Raider Nation and why I'm so proud of the organization because they're not going to get themselves involved in some tomfoolery like this. Now, they got some things that they have going on and they've had some things going on that are their own issues. But when it comes to this lane, you never have to worry about that when it comes to the silver and black. So uh, Adam Schefter was one of the first to report on Tuesday that uh, Brian Flores, former Miami head football coach, is suing the NFL, the Giants, the Dolphins, and the Broncos for alleged racism in hiring. He includes texts from Patriots head coach Bill Belichick in the suit as evidence. Lawsuit was filed in Manhattan federal court seeking unspecified damages from the NFL. And off top, let me tell you this, Raider Nation. When you go and make a move like that and sue someone like the NFL or sue an entity that is so large and and that only a select few can do, you're pretty much getting yourself kicked out the league. You're pretty much saying, hey, I realize there's a good chance that I never do this again, but I'm going to still go for it. That's how strongly he believed in what was going on. And the situation has to do with the interview that he took with the New York Giants and the fact that he feels like it was a Rooney Rule sham, that they just interviewed him because they wanted to interview him. And some of the evidence that he has includes a text message exchange, like a, a not a story, but just a, a conversation he had with Patriots head football coach Bill Belichick when apparently, and this is just what the text messages show, I don't know you know, how legitimate they are. I'm not saying they are, and I'm not saying they aren't. But the conversation basically says, sounds like you've landed, congrats. And then Flores says, did you hear something I didn't hear? Belichick says, Giants. And then Flores responds, I interview on Thursday. I think I have a shot at it. And Belichick responds, got it. I hear from Buffalo and New York Giants that you are their guy. I hope it works out if you want it too. And then Flores says, that's definitely what I want. I hope you're right, coach. Thank you. And then he responds again, Coach, are you talking to Brian Flores or Brian Dayball? Just making sure. And then Belichick responds, sorry, I effed this up. I double-checked and misread the text. I think they're naming Dayball. I'm sorry about that, BB. And then Flores just responds, thanks, Bill. So that's just part of the evidence that he has for this lawsuit, and he's got a lot more to go along with that. And look, I'm not here to talk about the lawsuit and break it all down. Uh, I think many people know how I feel about the Rooney Rule. I think it's a sham. I think that even the new rule that the NFL has where they're trying to give incentives if you hire someone of color into the GM position, I think that's a sham as well. You shouldn't have to get an incentive to hire somebody. But that's a whole nother conversation. What I'm really here to talk about is the Raiders and the facts that I love that they don't need that. They never have needed that. 
that. Al Davis never needed any kind of rule. He never had to be told what he had to do just to go out there and do it based off your ability. And that's what it should always be about. It should just be about what you can do. If you're the right person for the job, man, woman, color of your skin doesn't matter. Gender doesn't matter. You know what your religious beliefs are shouldn't matter. None of that should matter. If you can get the job done at a very high level, then you should be qualified for it. But now there's all kinds of different rules in place that you have to do this, that, and the other. And I've said it before, and I got into a heated conversation about it on Raider Nation Radio 920 on Tuesday with my man Damon, who's a little bit younger, so he doesn't really quite understand. Until you change people's mindsets, until you change the people's minds that are making these decisions or replace the people that are making some of these decisions, you're, you can't force someone to be hired. You just can't. You can't tell someone, oh, you have to go hire this person just because. And I've said it before, I wouldn't want to be hired just because. I'd want to be hired for whatever job it was because I was qualified for it and you believe that I was the best man for the job. Bottom line. So the NFL responded to the Brian Flores suit and said the NFL, our clubs are deeply committed to ensuring equitable employment practices and continue to make progress in providing equitable opportunities throughout our organizations. Diversity is core to everything we do and there are a few issues on which our clubs and our internal leadership team spend more time we will defend against these claims which are without merit so that was the nfl and they released that statement about an hour or so after brian flores suit was released and i'll tell you this whole lawsuit took the nfl by storm on uh, on tuesday afternoon i mean it became the story of everything it didn't matter what radio station you tuned into the tv you tuned into the senior bowl the shrine bowl it didn't matter what was going on if it was nfl related or not this was the number one topic all day on Tuesday. It was incredible just the way it shook out. But again, just very proud of the fact that the Raiders don't need this, you know, and that they're way ahead of the curve when it comes to that. And I don't care what people say about the hiring of John Gruden. Look, that was Mark Davis's guy. That's the only reason Jack Del Rio lost his job because he wanted John Gruden. John Gruden became available. And so, boom, he went with that hire. Fine. I have no problem with that. Uh, and I know that there is a rule in place where they have to go and interview certain people. But that, to me, is just about disrespectful. Hey, if these guys aren't your guys, just let them know straight up. Hey, man, look, this is not the way I want to go or direction I want to go. This is actually who my guy is. But right now, unfortunately, I got to follow this protocol. That's why another reason I don't like the uh, the rule. I'd rather someone just tell me straight up, like, hey, man, um, we're not going to hire you, but we have to interview you. Then I just say, hey, okay, cool. At least I'd understand what time it was, you know. And so uh, I know there's plenty that will argue with me and say that, oh, Q, you're, you're turning down an opportunity and maybe you'll go in an interview and impress somebody. Yeah, maybe. But you know what? That's just not the way I want to get things. That's just me. But again, going back to the Raiders, I would tell you, and I said this on the radio a lot, and I had uh, Ari Mayrov on, as, as you heard in segment number one, and we were talking all things NFL. And man, I'll tell you, I know that the Raiders have an opening at the defensive coordinator position. Most likely, Gus Bradley's not going to return. I would love to see, and I don't think it's going to happen, but man, I would love to see the Raiders go out and say, you know what? Let's give the double bird to the NFL. They did us wrong with the whole Gruden situation and not saying anything till the season was already well underway, and then all of a sudden they came with these stupid emails let's go ahead and give them the double bird and yeah I know Brian Flores is suing them but they he ain't suing us so you know I'd love to see uh, Josh McDaniels go and hire Brian Flores as a defensive coordinator I don't think it's going to happen but man that'd be right up my alley so I did ask Ari Mayrov what he thought about that if there is any chance he thought Josh McDaniels could do it I don't think any team right now with Flores suing the league would be okay with them hiring on hiring him onto their coaching staff Gotcha. It's kind of the way I look at it right now. Yeah. So he's literally hiring. I mean, he's literally suing the entire <laughs> National Football League, right? Three other teams. So as an ownership group, it's hard for you to say, "Yeah, let's bring this guy on board." So I think right now Brian is all in on trying to get his point across. Which again, 
I think there's a lot of people around the NFL who are supporting him and really believe he has a point and believe that it's a very courageous thing that he did. And like he said in that statement or in that lawsuit, this could potentially end up being a situation where he doesn't have any more coach opportunities because of what he's doing. Right. But he believes it's the right thing to do. And if he does come out of this and he ends up changing the landscape of the NFL moving forward, because this has been an issue for years and years, and if he ends up doing something and changing anything, I think he'll go down in history as someone who made a significant change. So again, I don't think that it's a real possibility that the Raiders would be able to hire him, or like Ari said, any other team in the NFL. But man, would that not be an Al Davis thing to do? Would that not make you feel proud? I know it would make me feel. I mean, I'd walk in, I'd walk anywhere with that little swagger to myself. You know what I'm saying? I already walk with confidence, but man, I'd walk with a little bit extra swagger and just, again, so proud uh, to be a member of Raider Nation and know that the organization that I pull for, the organization that I cover on the day doesn't have to worry about these issues at all that they're not questioned ever as a team that uh you know doesn't doesn't hire people based off of certain different aspects of them like color or gender or religious beliefs or any of that stuff i love that that the raiders don't stand for any of that nonsense like that like i said they've got enough issues of their own that they've had to deal with that's not one of them and that's something to be very proud of uh, i've said it many times before uh, the nfl they can never force anyone to hire someone that they don't want to uh until you change your mindset that's all it's going to take is someone to change their mindset and give people an opportunity to prove what they can do and so until that happens uh, this is going to continue to happen but Brian Flores is so uh, strong feeling and strong minded about this situation he's basically sacrificing his NFL coaching career because there's a really good chance Raider Nation that he never coaches in the NFL again I had John McClain on the radio on uh, Tuesday as well and he said he believes the next time he coaches will be in college he thinks he's done in the NFL because you just can't go up against the NFL and think that there's going to be somebody or a couple teams that say, oh, that's okay. We'll, uh, we'll go ahead and bring him in anyway because it's just too much of a – you know, it's, it's too much of a country club. I mean, it really is, and it's unfortunate. But uh, I, I salute Brian Flores. I salute the Raiders. And, man, I'll tell you right now, if Josh McDaniels wants to win over Raider Nation – <laughs> that'd be a way to do it is go ahead and tell Dave Ziegler, Hey man, you've worked with this guy. I've worked with this guy. We know what he could do defensively. Go to Mark and say, Hey, this is everything that I would stand for. Let's do it. That would be, man, I'm telling you, that would be one proud day in Raider history if they were able to pull that off or they were able to do that. But, again, I don't think that they're going to try to ruffle the feathers of the NFL like that. I saw a lot of Raider Nation say, oh, yeah, great. There would be so many flags on the field if that was the case. Man, you think the Raiders get a lot of penalties now, they get double the penalties. And that might be the case, but you want to talk about the ultimate renegade move. That's exactly what it would be. So uh, this is going to be a story that's not going away anytime soon. It's not going to be something that I talk about uh, a lot on the show here. I might up update it here and there to show how it's going but it's going to take over Radio Row at the Super Bowl. It's going to take over everything that's going on at the Senior Bowl right now, the Shrine Bowl. I mean, everything. It is anything NFL-related. It's going to happen at the draft. You you name it, it's going to be talked about all the time. This ain't going away no time soon. There's a lot of uh, coaches that I've even read that apparently want to join the lawsuit with them, multiple coaches. So this, is, this has a chance to get uglier way before it gets better. So just kind of buckle up and know that this is one conversation, one storyline that you don't have to worry about the Raiders being a part of. So that's all I got for you for segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693. Before I get to any of that, I want to talk to you about Built Bar. And man, I'll tell you, I check the website every single day like clockwork to see what is on there and if there's anything new and something caught my eye. And matter of fact, it caught my eye the 
other day when I got the email from Built Bar, but when I saw it on the website in living color right in front of my face, it really caught my attention, and that's white chocolate cookies and cream. Who's not a cookies and cream fan? I mean, I'm a big cookies and cream fan. I'm not really a big ice cream guy. I love Cappuccino Blast from from Baskin Robbins, and I'll have a cookies and cream milkshake every once in a while just because it's cookies and cream. But man, does that not sound good? A white chocolate cookies and cream built bar, a protein bar with that kind of flavor attached to it. You cannot go wrong, man. If you're sitting at the house, you're watching a bunch of games, or you're doing something around the house and you get a little bit of hunger, you need a little bit of snack. Sometimes I'll go to like beef jerky or I'll grab some M&Ms. Instead of that, why don't I go ahead and get something that's good tasting and it's a protein bar so it's good for you. And this one right here is right up my alley, white chocolate cookies and cream. And that's not the only flavor that they have, but they have plenty of them to choose from, like coconut marshmallow, coconut brownie chunk, raspberry, uh, peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, and a whole bunch more to choose from. Again, they're, they're low in calories, they're high in protein, and they're high in taste. Great taste. 100% covered in chocolate. So check them out today. Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. You'll save 15% off your order when you go to check out. But as I encourage you, check out the website every single day like I do. Built.com. And use that promo code LOCK15. Your Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team Every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with Raider Cisco in the 661. He's calling to talk about the hires of McDaniels and Ziegler and wants to talk about what he wants to see from McDaniels as the Raiders head coach. Here he is, Raider Cisco in the 661. What's up, Q, Raider Nation? It's uh, Raider Cisco out here in the 661. Um, it's been a while since I called, man. You know, great, great news for the team. You know, I love, I like the GM hire. You know, I, I'm a, I like McDaniels. And, um, let me say that this show definitely has grown, man. I've been a listener for about two years now and, uh, it's definitely grown and you're, you know, doing a great job. And I know not every, you know, this show's getting so popular that you're not able to put out all the calls. And I, you know, that's awesome. Love the volume that you're getting. You know, I, I did place a call about, us wanting to look into Josh McDaniels about two months ago, a month ago, a month ago, and boom, now uh, he's our head coach. So that's kind of awesome to see. Uh, if Mark Davis wants to hire me, you know, he could uh, give me a call. But um, what my biggest thing for McDaniels is I want to see him come in and implement, you know, his his way. Too many times I, I feel like these coaches from the Belichick tree try to implement the Patriot way, and it just doesn't work, man. It's just uh, you can't just copy and paste and expect the same thing to work, uh, everything to work out just how Belichick did it. I want McDaniels to come in here. Maybe he could, uh, take clips and pieces, things that, that he has learned from Belichick and his time there. But I don't want him to try to, you know, mimic him 100%. Because, you know, all these coaches that have come from the Patriots tree, it just doesn't work out, you know. Man genius for for an example, you know the Texans have tried, the Browns have tried, you know all these teams have tried to uh, pick apart from his uh, assistants and all this stuff, and it just doesn't work. And I just feel like they try to just copy and paste. I want him to come in here and implement the Josh McDaniel way, not the Patriot way, if that makes any sense, man. So I'm excited for the for the hire, one of the best offensive minds in the game, and uh, let's see what he could do with. Especially with Hunter Repro, man, this is going to be he's, – he's probably going to have an even better year. Him and Darren Waller should have a huge year under under this guy. So uh, let's just trust the process, trust his coach, trust the regime, 
and just win, baby. There he goes, Raider Cisco in the 661. Great call. Good to hear from you. And, yeah, man, I'd love to see McDaniels put on his own twist of things. You know, you're, you're always going to do what you know, and a lot of that's going to be what he learned in New England. But you have to put your own style to it. You can't, like you said, just try to replicate it because that never works. If you take something that you learn from someone else, again, that's what we all do. We're just creatures of habit. Whatever we're around is what we pick up, whether it's from our parents or a former boss or a coworker or something like that. You know, someone that you either look up to or just around a lot. Sometimes you just pick up habits because you're around someone a lot. Uh, as long as you do that and then take it and add your own twist to it, that's when you have a chance to be successful, and that's exactly what McDaniels needs to do. I'll tell you one thing I'd like to see him do. I'd like to see him go a little bit more up-tempo uh, than the Raiders have been doing the past few years. You know, every once in a while when the Raiders go up-tempo, they seem to look like a team that has a little bit more ability. You know, I, I just want to see that more than we saw the last few years from uh, Gruden or Basaccia's led teams. Just didn't see it enough. I would like to see that a lot in 2022, just a lot more tempo. Uh, thank you for that call. I do appreciate you. Next up, I got a text from Stabler's Ghost out the Northeast. He said, what's up, Q? Stabler's Ghost from the Northeast. I was skeptical about our new regime at first, but the presser swayed me. I heard a lot I liked besides the fact that a new direction has been needed. J-Mac was saying that most base defenses are nickel nowadays. Since we know you identify with defensive back, what does this mean for our current backfield? Possible free agents or draft picks that will need to successfully run this scheme. Look forward to your take on this. It's a good day to be in Raider Nation and Raiders. That's from Stabler's Ghost in the Northeast. And of course, you know what I always say, DBs win games and there's no doubt about it, but being in the nickel, that means there's a lot of defense defensive backs on the field. Casey Hayward, the best defensive back that the Raiders had in 2021, is most likely going to leave as a free agent. I mean, he has an opportunity to get paid. He was on a one-year deal, so I wouldn't expect him back unless there's just nobody out there that's willing to pay him some some decent money. You know, like Nelson Aguilar left the team uh, a year ago when the New England gave him all that money or gave him the opportunity to get that money. He went and got paid. I don't blame Casey Hayward if he does that. So then you're looking at the rest of the defensive backs. You got Trayvon Mullen. He's returning from injury. I don't know how much you could rely on him because he seems like he's always banged up. Of course, you have Nate Hobbs. He's a guy who could play in the slot or outside. I think that's a positive. Uh, you have guys like Tyree Gillespie, who's a safety that the Raiders just drafted. You might be able to use him in that situation. Divine Diablo was a safety playing a linebacker. Maybe he can also help out in that role. Uh, but you don't really have a whole lot. Trayvon Merrick, of course, is a safety on the back end as well. Uh, but the, as far as corners go, man, I mean... Brandon Faison, he's a unrestricted free agent. You got Desmond Trufant, he's an unrestricted free agent, and he's older in the tooth. You got Amik Robertson, but you know he's had his moments where he was okay, and then he's had his moments where he struggled. Keyshawn Nixon, same thing. I mean, there's there's not a whole lot there as far as the defensive backs go. I think that the Raiders really need to address that area. I mean, that's definitely an area of concern. Uh, a lot of the league goes to nickel a lot. I mean, most of the time, really, and they just got to have guys, quality guys that can fill that void, and so that's going to be one of the challenges, but that's something that uh, Dave Ziegler is going to be in charge of trying to fix quick, fast, and in a hurry because they're going to need to get that shored up. So I don't know if it's going to be free agency, the draft, or both, but there's going to be some solid corners that are going to be needed. Thank you so much for that text. I appreciate you. Next up, got a call from California Dave out of West Tennessee. He's calling to talk about the new hires of McDaniel and Ziegler and shares his thoughts on how he's feeling about them today. Here he is, California Dave out of West Tennessee. Q Nation, California Dave calling out of West Tennessee, y'all. Um, kind of been purposely holding back on my calls, just waiting, kind of see how things were going to shake out. We finally made the playoffs. God bless, man. Great season. It was crazy as hell, but we made the playoffs. You got to make steps. Uh, with the new hires, to be honest, I was like, Raul, I really wasn't too happy with it, but it was, wasn't because of 
Coach McDaniels, it was just, I was just really wanting Coach B. You know, I was feeling a certain kind of way about how Mayock got released and all that. But watching the pressure yesterday, seeing how these men, young men, talk about family and football, man, that that's that's the Raider way. You know, that's us, family and football. Um, he kind of gave us a little insight on defense, a lot of nickel packages. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. The Patriots' offense revolves around the tight end, the running back, and the slot with a check down Charlie, a quarterback. Man, we excel at that. So uh, I'm really, I'm, I'm kind of excited now. After the pressure, I'm all in. So uh, peace out, nation. Q, can you put it in somebody's ear to call the all-pro team the all-Madden team? I mean, we got to give John love, man. So uh, love you, nation. Peace out. Later. There he goes, California Dave out of West Tennessee. Good call, my man. Appreciate hearing from you. It's been a while. And yeah, I mean, I think there were some things to like about the hires for sure. I think the direction the team is going looks like it's going in the right way. But you hit it on the head, man. They won the presser. And that's what they're supposed to do. Uh, when you introduce a head coach and a GM or a head coach, they're supposed to win the presser. They're supposed to give the fan base a lot of hope. Now they've got to go out there and execute. They've got to go out there and put all things together because now the honeymoon is over as far as the presser. Now it's time to get to work, right? You got to put the staff together. You got to go through that roster, figure out who you're working with and who you're not working with, and then boom, you're on the ground running and keep it moving. So uh, we'll have to see what they do in the next phase. But the presser phase, they definitely won that. As far as the All-Madden team, great idea. I've heard a lot of people say that, that that would be a great honor for Coach Madden if they named the All-Pro team the All-Madden team. And you know what? To be honest with you, I think that that's under consideration. I don't know that for a fact. I might uh, mention that with John McClain next time I talk to him, which will be next week, but... Uh, yeah, man, that's something that I, I would think that is probably a real deal possibility. So thank you for that call. I do appreciate you. Next up, got a text from Bill in the 301. He says, hey, Q, it's Bill on the 301. I just finished listening to today's show, and I think you were right on point with giving them a chance and just being positive until we have a reason to think otherwise. I was reaching out today to see if you had an opinion about the social media accounts of Derek Carr and Max Crosby, full of love for Coach Rich Bisaccia, but no mention whatsoever about the hire of McDaniels. It just seems like in the past there have been comments from Raider players about looking forward to the incoming coach and looking forward to doing great things. I also saw Nate Hobbs touching post about Bisaccia. Do you think the players are upset about Rich didn't get the job, or do you think they're measuring their enthusiasm so as not to offend or seem to genuous about coach rich i appreciate your reply if you have the time and keep doing your thing man you're the best thanks that's from bill in the 301 thank you for the text and yeah i saw all those texts from Carr, crosby nate hobbs jermaine illuminor had some posts out there there's a lot of folks that were out there showing love to rich Versace. and look they should they genuinely love that guy. Like, I know that for a matter of fact that they genuinely love that guy and every one of them to a T. Josh Jacobs, all those guys, they all talked about it at some point, if not the last game of the season, that they were hoping that Rich Versace was going to get the job. And that's fine. That's good. I mean, those guys were in the trenches with him, so they know what he brings to the table. Uh, I don't think it's disrespectful that they haven't said anything to Josh McDaniels. I think that they just don't know. 
They just don't know what to expect, so they're kind of just waiting. They know he comes from New England. They're probably waiting to do their research. Uh, David Carr said that Derek Carr is excited about it, even though Derek hasn't come out and said anything. Uh, I don't think that they have to react on social media. I, I mean, I really don't. I know we're in a social media world where everything has to go on social media, and I'm guilty of it myself. I put stuff out all the time that I'm like, how come I can't just enjoy what I'm doing? How come I can't just enjoy this game without having to tweet about it? You know what I mean? Or how come I can't just be out at something and just enjoy what I'm watching instead of tweeting about it? I, I do that all the time. And I, I, like I said, I'm one of the biggest offenders of that. But uh, I, I just think that the players are kind of being calculated and sitting back and relaxing and seeing what goes on. And, you know, I think a lot of them are wondering if they're going to be there next year. You know, who's going to be there? Who's not going to be there? And I don't mean that for guys like Max Crosby or Unique Ngakwe or Derek Carr or Josh Jacobs. I mean that for lower level guys, you know, guys that were on the one year deals, the Solomon Thomases, the Quentin Jeffersons, uh, you know, guys like that. Casey Haywards, you know, dudes like that. They're on the one year deals. I even saw like Denzel Perryman. Uh, there's pe- people putting out reports that, hey, you should cut him to say, with money it's like three million dollars you're gonna save I mean you're not really gonna get a whole lot by saving three million dollars so uh, there's a lot of questions up in the air right now so I think that's why people are taking their time with saying anything I know there was no players at the introductory press conference and again it's early February so I don't think that that's a big deal uh, we'll just have to see how it all shakes out man and, and what all happens but uh, no I, I just know that for a fact that they all genuinely really did love Rich Basaccia I know that and uh, he did a heck of a job and as I've said many times he should eat for free in Las Vegas Always. <laughs> Bottom line. Anytime he's in Vegas, anytime he's around Raider Nation, he should eat for free. Bottom line. Thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. And we'll close things out with a call from Jirel in Sacramento. He's calling in as a first-time caller to comment on a few things that he has on his mind. Here he is, Jirel out of Sacramento. Hey, Q. My name is uh, Jirel. I'm a first-time listener from Sacramento. Um, I'm just calling in to get my own personal view on some stuff. Two things, actually. One, I feel... I think it'd be a good idea to bring Basaccia back as a um, special teams coach slash assistant head coach. Why not? If he had issues, uh, he being um, McDaniels, if he had issues, why not bring in somebody who is good with people? Basaccia is great with him. Uh, they will work with him, and I'm sure Basaccia will be telling him to listen to this guy because Basaccia seems like a really cool dude to do so. My second thing is... Um, I think we should give Josh McDaniels a chance, at least, at least that we can do. I mean, not to call him this guy, but this is the closest I can think of as comparison. I mean, when you think of Donald Trump, uh, I wasn't the biggest fan of him personally coming in, not to make this political or anything like that, but I gave him his chances and, and, and to go ahead, give him and do too great. But he still, you know, he got the job done. And I feel like maybe, yeah, McDaniels could get it done as well. Um, I don't know. That might be a little too political for on the show, but uh, I think I think it's some good two cents, and I hope it helps. Yeah, thanks for the call, and there he goes, Jirel in Sacramento. Thank you for the call. I do appreciate you. And as far as Basaccia goes, uh, as great as it would be to see him on the coaching staff and working side by side with McDaniel's, just don't think that's going to happen, man. He interviewed for the head coaching job. He's not going to want to work for some other guy that actually got the job that he was going for. Just things don't happen that way. And if things don't start off strong the next season. All of a sudden, that can cause a riff in the locker room. No doubt about it. As far as giving McDaniels a try, yeah, I agree. You need to. He's no longer a Patriot. He's the Raiders head coach. You know, Ziegler is the Raiders GM. You don't have to be over the moon about the hires. You don't have to, you know, do a backflip and say that they're going to go win the Super Bowl. But just support him. 
I mean, that's all Raider Nation has ever done is support whoever's rocking the silver and black, right? Well, now it's Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. So I hope, for one, that they're very successful. And I'm sure a lot of people, like you mentioned, didn't want to hear about the former president. But I get what you're saying. It makes sense. Go support whoever's in that position to lead. And that's who was you were talking about. And that's fine. I have no problem with that. And, uh, yeah, that could be the same for uh, Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. So thank you so much for that call. Uh, welcome to the show as well. Appreciate you finding us and uh, giving us a call. So uh, that's all I got time for on today's show. Coming up tomorrow. We'll have more calls and text straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Of course, more news and notes of the day, and we'll have more topics along the way as uh, we continue to navigate through this week. Uh, I'll be at the Shrine Bowl later on today for the media day, and so I might be able to bring some really good interviews back from that with hopefully some prospects that maybe the Raiders will be looking at coming up in the draft in April. So until then, Raider Nation, uh, take care of your family, love on your family, and most importantly, as always, just win, baby.